Unlocking Your World of Creativity with Mark Stinson. Copyright 2021. Welcome back, friends. I'm Mark Stinson, and you've come to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And we're just so fortunate that we've had more than 7,000 listeners now in 22 countries. The interviews just keep coming. I think 150 interviews or something like that we've had the pleasure of doing in our podcast. And we're just grateful to be able to talk to creative experts and practitioners literally around the world to find out what inspires their creative thinking, how they organize their ideas, and most of all, how they gain the confidence and the connections to launch their work out into the world. And today, my virtual travels anyway, take us to London, UK. And my guest is Dennis Morrison. Dennis, welcome to the program. Mark, thanks so much for inviting me to your show. I can't wait for our conversation. Uh, It's going to be fantastic. And Dennis is a filmmaker and video producer by training and by trade and education. But now he's really applying that to business storytelling particularly for entrepreneurs and creative practitioners and small companies. And we're going to find out today how to apply some of the principles that storytellers and filmmakers use and big brands use to apply those to our own businesses and our own creative practices. And Dennis, the process that you have is both uh, how to create the story and then how to attract people, you know, and reach people with the story. And I I definitely want to address both of those. But first of all, I guess, why don't we start with what you believe the elements of a great business story is? The elements are really simple. It's like, be yourself, be confident enough to be yourself, be unashamedly yourself, so you attract only your ideal audience. I think um, for too long, myself included, we've looked at other people and we've tried to follow other people. And at the same time, if we're not careful, we can start to hide our true self. And I think the key is when telling stories, yes, there's structures, there's frameworks that really help. And I, I want to get across that anyone can learn the art of storytelling. It's a craft and a skill that can be learned. But we start of being you and then communicating in a way that shows your value. So those who resonate with how you are, how you see the world, how the value you offer comes across are attracted to you. So they want to buy what you offer. So although I often say sell with story, really it's about how can we use storytelling so people choose to buy what we offer. Mm. Well, that's a real distinction, isn't it? And you know, as you were mentioning the process and method, you were good enough to tell me that you have an offer for the listeners of the audience to maybe start thinking about how that process works. How can we find that? Yeah, I've created a special link for all of you. It's theaudiencemagnet.com forward slash unlocking your world of creativity. There's a dash between each word, unlocking dash your dash world dash of dash creativity. There should be a link in the show notes. So I encourage everyone to go there and grab this. Now, what this is, is the four types of storytelling with 60 different ways to engage your audience, whatever medium you choose. And those of you who choose to take up the special gift, you'll get the opportunity to access our Sell With Story five-day mini course for free. 
Thanks for sharing that. You know, I think about the the creative folks who listen and have given us some feedback. And, you know, the, the struggle is, I know what I want to say, you know, I have my bullet points, but translating that into a story is often kind of uh, difficult. What do you do with clients that when you first engage with them to start thinking about that story? Well, it starts off with really honing in on who is your ideal audience or your customer avatar. I think the thing to remember is many people think there's one avatar. There are multiple. So we, and each person is at a different stage of their journey with you. But we start with one, choose one, and we're gonna hone in and focus on that ideal uh, ideal audience. Now, the key with stories, I, I think I'm a bit contrarian here compared to many people. Many, there's many people out there who talk about storytelling and they're like, there's one story you need to tell, just tell one story, tell your story and they'll come to you. It's not about you, it's about them. That's the key. Yes, your story is very important. And even in the five day mini course, you're going to focus in on your story. But your story is just a gateway in order for your audience to see why you are their guide, why they want to listen to you and be guided by you to help them reach where they want to reach to come out the problem that they have. That's so interesting. You know, and people want to be that go-to expert, don't they? You know, and you're talking about how to focus on them and the guide they need rather than on ourselves. Exactly. And uh, uh, do, do, what's interesting about it is when we're doing our business and when we're working out what to say, just as humans, we're naturally thinking about ourselves and what do we want and how do we want to do it? But when we turn the lens on what does our ideal audience want and how can I, for want of a better word, how can I structure my conversations around them? You suddenly kind of are noticed more. People want to know more about you. Um, and then within the stories, you're going to infuse your way of seeing things, little anecdotes within your life, Using frameworks, because I'm a strong believer of frameworks, there's not one storytelling frameworks, there's lots of them. And then really understanding that storytelling is a way of communicating. It's not a thing you just do. It's a way you communicate. We are all use stories. We all communicate in stories. And I like to say storytelling is a language we all know, but we don't know the details. Mm, so true. You know, and I think about, uh, you know, that when we're developing these stories, oftentimes, yes, we focus on us. And then, of course, we want to focus on the customer, the client, the avatar that you described. But sometimes we get a little distracted by the competition. What are they doing? How can we do that? I want to do that. They're too big. <laughs> you know, I'll never break through. How do, how do you address that with some of your clients? Um, it's a real challenge because sometimes we can be our own worst critic for the wrong reason. We can actually self-sabotage without realizing we're doing it. And I'm going to tell you how I self-sabotaged and the cost of it. So many years ago, I wrote um, a book called Online Video Success Toolkit. And at the time I had a business coach. And when I showed her, she was like, wow, this is amazing. I haven't seen anything like this. You've got to really put it out. I was really excited. 
And then that week, some guru at the time was launching something around video. And I went, who am I? Who wants to listen to me? Who really thinks I have anything of value? And yes, I made sales and people loved it, but I didn't really push it. So the key is to ignore the competition. And when you start infusing storytelling and how you communicate, you actually make the competition irrelevant because there are so many people out there offering similar things. But why does someone go to one person and not someone else? Because of how they communicate, because how that person resonates with them. So that could be you. When you start ignoring the competition, being unashamedly you, understanding that communication, the words you use, how you structure it, is something that can be learned but does make the big difference, and start taking action and implementing, that's when you start seeing results. And the more results you see, the more confidence you have in your ability. But I think the key for anyone listening is nothing happens if you do nothing. So if you're on the sideline, I like to say on the sub bench, if you're on the sidelines watching other people, hey, you can't get better. You just start looking at what you can't do. So my biggest encouragement is ignore the competition, focus on how you offer what you do in with your unique way, get better at communicating that, then listening to your audience to see what they say. And remember, listening is an interesting thing. We should listen to hear what people say, but we should also take, I'd say 80%, they say 80-20, take 80% with a pinch of salt. It's that 20% that may be hidden in how people are expressing things. That could be the thing that can elevate what you're doing. And that's really worth underscoring because I know in my own branding work, Dennis, uh, you know, oftentimes when we talk about the competition, we're so desirous to be faster, better, cheaper, you know, and we get comparative like that. But I've often said, just start with how you're different. And what mm -hmm. you've said, underscored here is that the main difference is they don't have you, <laughs> you know? And so exactly. if you are the difference, then you say, then what does that matter? What can you provide that the competition can't merely because you're in your business and not in theirs? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love that. Well, you know, Dennis, we've started by talking about the framework of stories and some of the ingredients that go into a great story. Now, I guess I'd like to turn the page and talk to, pe talk to people about how to attract people to hear that story. And, and I love the name of your uh, firm, the audience magnet, uh, you know, that you're attracting audiences, not just pounding on the door. What's the difference there? Well, I feel the difference is, as I said, starting with who you are, then really learning the attractors, the skills, the words that are used and determining what platforms you'd like to use to communicate on. Now, I think one of the beautiful things about storytelling, it doesn't matter what platform you're on, you know, whether you like emails, whether you're going to use landing pages, whether you want to be on social or the Instagram, it's about how you communicate. We can use words, we can use images, um, we use videos, we use audio. Podcasting is storytelling. So I, I think that's the kind of first step in kind of breaking that barrier of, okay, how can I do it? Now, 
once you've worked out the medium, you need to have something that attracts people. So that could be a lead magnet. But remember, there's many people that do lead magnets. But you want to offer something that's of real value, where someone just from the lead magnet can get something from it and see you that you really care about the results that they get. Suddenly that kind of, that energy starts bubbling up. They're like, oh, this person really cares. This is really useful. It also helps you weed out those who are just downloaders. And I can say I've done that myself. I probably have hard drives with so much dust of all yeah. the PDFs and things I've who downloaded. Who hasn't done the, uh, the free PDF, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And then it's having, how do I continue my attractor? Hey, maybe I have an email sequence. Maybe I offer a live training. Maybe if I do lives, maybe if I find ways I can speak to the person, but this takes time and what you're doing is building trust. Now with stories, when done well, and you can do them well, because it's a skill and craft that can be learned, the listener feels that they are going on the journey with you. They feel they are the person within the story. So I like to say that modern day marketing is about storytelling. And the real attractor is connecting with people on an emotional level. So that's the real attractor. Now, what are the things that would move you? Sometimes we, don't, we, we, we think too far in terms of, oh, I don't know how to do it. What's this person doing? Just think, what are the things that have worked with you? Okay, could you replicate, replicate that in your own business and what you're doing? What are the things that don't work with you? Do you think the things that work with you may be part of the journey to attract your ideal audience? Your ideal audience are people you want to work with. People that enrich you and give you power and give you energy, not people who deplete you and take from you. So I, I, I know I've kind of gone around a bit, but this is just the start in how you become an audience magnet. Cause I, I, feel that we are all audience magnet when we realize we have that power within us mm -hmm. and the beauty of being a magnet is you draw people to you and with magnets both sides need to work they're choosing to be drawn to you because you're taking action you're offering stuff I think I that's, that no, it does. And I think that's, well, I think that's very appealing to some of the creative folks uh, who might be listening to say, look, I, I want to focus on my craft. I'm an author. I'm a musician. You know, I'm focused on my culinary arts or I'm focused on my hospitality business, whatever the case might be uh, in their creativity that I don't really want to be bogged down with lead magnets and generation, you know, and uh, click funnels mm. and, you know, all these things that that's not my craft. And I don't feel comfortable with that kind of push promotion, but you're really describing to turn it inside out and make it mm. an attraction that you're drawing rather than pushing. Exactly. And when you do that, you start enjoying it. You don't feel like all the things you see out there that, Oh, that makes me feel, I don't want to do that. You actually want to do this because 
you realize I have something to offer. I need to get it out there. I only want to work with the right kinds of people. If I stay doing, and why can I speak like this? Because I'm a creator. All the things you're struggling with, I've struggled with too. Well, I've you're, been you're excellent come to at the, my craft. Exactly. And you've come to the exact point that I wanted to get to. It's like, so Dennis, one day you're making films and you're producing videos. <laughs> and then you say, I think I'll make a business out of this and help these solopreneurs and small businesses. Where where was that? Uh, well, maybe it wasn't a fork in the road, but at least it was a transition there. And I, was it definitive? Like one day you said, this is what I'm going to do. Or did you wade into it slowly? Or how did you come to it? It, like any route, I couldn't tell you the route. I ended there. I took different <laughs> paths and suddenly I was there. And part of the path was um, I was actually creating a program and I'm really good at some things, but some things I'm not that good at. And like we talked about earlier about we look at other people and we think we should be doing what they're doing. I thought I need to do more, more than. And then suddenly I was looking at things that I was no good at, you know, ads. Why, how, why would I teach someone ads? I don't know it, but I felt like I had to. And then one day after working on this for a while, I woke up one day and went, I'm not doing this anymore. Literally, I said, I'm not doing this anymore. And I was like, but you spent so much time doing this. Like, no, there's something that doesn't feel congruent with me. So I sat down and looked at what I had and the first thing I'd already done in the big chunk was on storytelling. My whole thing was built around storytelling, but I felt I had to add all these other bits. And I kept like, duh, you know, why are you trying to add things? Your gold's already here. And that took me on that journey to realize I already had it. Then at the same time, and still happening now, everyone's talking about storytelling, but no one is giving people the tools the guidance and resources so they can do it themselves. I'm into about empowerment, enabling people to enable themselves. And it's we hear people talking about it, whether it's live videos, podcasts, oh, you should use storytelling. Guess what Luke Skywalker did and the Yoda. <laughs> How does that translate to you doing it in your business? It doesn't, it felt very theoretical. So that was really part of my journey to I have this knowledge, I've been doing storytelling my whole life. What if I created a platform and the tools tiding with its cousin copywriting to enable small businesses, course creators, creatives, coaches, service providers to be able to do it themselves. So that was the journey, realizing, and, and part of, one thing I'd like the audience to maybe get from this is, you may be questioning, what can I do? There's something you can already do, but like brushing your teeth, you're so natural at it, you don't even pay attention to it. So you already have gold. Yes, there's always things we need to learn, but the main thing that you can offer that transforms your ideal audience, you already have. This is good stuff, Dennis. Hey, also in your background, you've had a chance to lecture and tutor and work at the academic level. What, what were some of your students like in terms of applying this idea of creativity and storytelling. Oh, I'm curious, are you still uh, finding time to teach? I am, so oh, I, I was gonna fantastic. say, it, 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 
it's not I didn't past want to, tense. It's, it's not past tense, tense well. exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, well, the uh, professor here, you know, in the past. <laughs> I'm glad you're still at the uh, podium. <laughs> yeah, I've literally just had like 44 students create their first 16 mil short film and put it together, literally over the last month or so. Um, what's really interesting, I really enjoy it. You know, it, it keeps me fresh, um, keeps me young, but I think it also challenges me. Yeah, it challenges me to, you know, if you think about it, I, I studied film and why did I study film? Because I didn't have the money to have my own gear. The only way you could do it was just go and study it. And there were very few courses at the time, you know, very hard to get in. You know, the industry was very challenging. Now there's video on our phones. Everyone does video. So what am I telling the students is gone are the days of saying, I have this fancy camera. Mm. It's about how you understand how to move people emotionally. It is about the story. That's your secret source. That's what you're learning over your degree. That's why you'll stand out when you can listen to, whether it's um, a drama, documentary, or creating content for brands or small companies, listen to them, then articulate what they think they're trying to say in a way that can be an attractor. So I really teach them to pay more attention to detail, to because the area I teach them in storytelling is the editing. So I teach them how to edit. And that's, I always say, that is the film the audience see. That's why it's so important. And everyone puts a lot of weight on the scripts and the production side and directing. But I'm like, this is your last opportunity to rewrite it. You can determine if someone says not now or not now. And that means something different to the audience. So I think it's that attention to detail. That's what I'm bringing to people that they can build that skill where they have that attention to detail. Because ultimately what do stories do in all forms? It engages people on an emotional level and it holds their attention. That's what we're trying to do. That is what we're trying to do. And holding attention doesn't mean it's got to be short. It's got to be quick. We've got to get to the point. It's about how are we taking them on that journey? Sometimes it's quick, sometimes it's slower, sometimes it's fast, slow. And this is what we can do when we are communicating in our business and using storytelling, as I said, as a way of communicating, not this skill you're going to learn and this, hey, here's this tactic storytelling. No, here's this skill that I can continually use. And the more I do it, the better I get. Hmm. I'm so uh, fascinated by this idea of editing. You know, I once heard the analogy of a sculptor, you know, is really removing all the stone around uh, the statue that they're trying to create. But to go full circle then on that thought back to the businesses and the business owners and entrepreneurs that are trying to tell their story. What, what do you find they need to edit out? What, what to give the story space? You know, are they telling too much about something? Or are they, you know, focused uh, too much on, like you were talking about before, themselves instead of the listener? I'm just curious what you would find that, you know, take your story and here's the first thing to look for to edit out. Oh, okay. That's, 
I'll answer the question, but maybe not exactly straight in that way. First and foremost, this is where frameworks are really important. I think the first step is having a structure. So let's take this to editing. What's the structure of the story? Once you have a structure, and there's multiple structures, multiple types of story, multiple types of films, multiple types of ways to engage people. Once you have that structure, suddenly you're like, oh, I know what I need to do here. I know what I need to do here. And by following, whether it's the framework of five, six, seven, 12, that's less important. But by having the structure, you're already creating the elements of the story. Then the editing is like, hmm, do I need that word? Do I need to say that? What if I change that word to that? Does it change the meaning? So that's that part of the story. Then it's like, how are we going to present it? So imagine if it's writing, we might think, hmm, maybe I should do this in bullet points here. Let me, let me try that. Okay, that kind of works. Something's missing here. Hmm. Why don't I bold these words here? Oh, yeah, that's standing out. Actually, let's put a headline here. Let's do a subhead here. So we're looking about that whole visual structure. So stories works, it's in multiple, as I say, it's multiple ways, multiple mediums. So even when we're, we've created our story, it's like, how do we present it? So I'd say that comes to the editing. How do we present it? What do we do to kind of make it work for the audience? So just um, a classic example was actually last week um, when I had some students and they did a film and there was a particular element in their film and a character was, you know, shouldn't have moved, but they did. <laughs> okay, can you cut them out? Could you make that a still? Could you then blend it in so it works for the story? This is what we're doing when we're deciding how do we want to present it? Because when we have our stories, then becomes to the presentation. And then when we get it out to our audience and people are reading it, are watching it, are listening to it, we can then use feedback and our own kind of critical analysis of what we've done to change things and tweak things and improve things. And as we start seeing people come in, we could ask them questions. Hey, what worked for you? Why did you decide that I was the right person? What was the thing for you? You may suddenly find there's a certain audience that are attracted to a certain thing. So suddenly that could be a whole area. You're going to target this avatar, as I said, this ideal client this way. But there's others that they like this. So I'm going to have a different, for once of a word, funnel, but I'd say approach to attracting our ideal audience this way. I went around about, but I hope I answered the question. Yeah, you totally did. And you know what? I was just thinking as you were uh, describing that, how many people might, I'll say, read the transcript of our interview and say, oh, this was very informative and Dennis had a lot of good ideas. But but adding the power of the voice, uh, your enthusiasm, adding the power of the video to see, you know, how uh, enthusiastic and inspired and you know, confident you are in delivering this. And then I think to layer on that thought, your experience that I'm just not mm. talking about it, that I've done it. And so you're giving these examples. So look at how mm. many elements of great storytelling have even come into this conversation. Uh, it, it's really something to watch. Oh, thank you, Mark. I really yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> so let's be sure that uh, listeners know where to connect with you and follow your work and learn more about what you're doing. Okay, well, Please, um, if you're serious about growing your business using storytelling, please get the free gift. 
That's theaudiencemagnet.com forward slash unlocking your world of creativity. And there's a dash between each word there. Um, you can also go to audiencemagnet.com, which is the main meds website. Connect with me on LinkedIn, please. You know, so just search for Dennis Morrison. I'm linkedin.com forward slash in dot Dennis Morrison. <laughs> and I'm Dennis Morrison on the other socials. But if you'd like to contact me directly, just get the free gift and email me back. That comes directly to me. So, you know, if you'd like to have a conversation with me, please connect and do. We appreciate the offer. Very gracious of you to offer your time and your content and your insights and experience most of all. Well, Dennis, thanks for coming on the program. Mark, it's been a pleasure. Really enjoyed our conversation and been a real honor to have the opportunity to speak to your audience. My guest has been Dennis Morrison out of London, filmmaker and video producer, now applying this craft to help solopreneurs and small businesses and other creators tell their business story in a way that, as we just talked about, attracts audiences and attracts customers. So thanks a lot, Dennis. Really appreciate it. And listeners, come back again next time. We'll continue our around the world journey. We'll talk with experts and practitioners uh, on every corner of the globe. So far, I mean, we've been to places like Oslo and Buenos Aires and Johannesburg. We've been to San Francisco. We've been to Amsterdam. We're, we're traveling the globe to get these insights on how to inspire ourselves to new ideas, how to organize those ideas and then gain the confidence and the connection to launch our ideas out into the world. So until next time, I'm Mark Stenson and we're unlocking your world of creativity. See you next time. Unlocking your world of creativity with Mark Stinson. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get our book, A World of Creativity. Paperback is at a special price of $5.98, and the Kindle version is only $0.99. Cents. Go to my website, mark-stinson.com. The book is featured on the homepage. You can click it and go to Amazon, mark-stinson.com, and enjoy the book.